fact that we're going to die, you know, well, we are going to die sooner or later. Dying's the easiest part. But that judgment may be the hardest part. If you're not saved this morning. And if you're not saved, you can be. You're in a good place to do it. Good place to do it. So, I just keep that in mind. And while they're passed off to class, I've wrestled with this and wrestled with this. And, you know, it's amazing how God works. Amazing how God works. They was, he was saying in that song, Brother Trace was there. Thank God for someone that prayed for me. And I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought of that song and. And uh, I'm a great believer in prayer. Does anybody believe in prayer this morning? I'm a great believer in prayer. And when he's singing that, I thought yesterday afternoon, you know, sometime down, you sort of get down, especially if you're a pastor and you, people, you know, they, they, you, if you allow it, it'll get you down. People will get you down if you will allow it. I'll try not to allow that. But sometimes it, it does. And I've had a rough, long two weeks. One of them spent in Indiana. And then I come back and trying to get caught up this week and then got to go again this week and uh, up there and back. And, and uh, sometimes these old bodies, I'm learning the older you get, the less the harder it is on you for a lot of things. And doing all the deaths and, and the traveling and this and that, and I sort of, I sort of feeling a little down after Wednesday night and we didn't have many there. But then I, I got to praying and I, uh, Text some people this week, and last night I, well, I'd text the other day to check on a family, and she'd been sick, and said her husband had uh, a sick headache, and well, they'd been having some sickness, and text them, told them I'd be praying for them, and how been, and and then I text them, and she said it was better, uh, I guess yesterday, and I don't know, I just sat in there texting, I just text them, text her, and I said, somebody has been praying for me. Somebody's been praying for me. And I got a text back, and he said, I know God answers prayer, or come over something, I don't remember just word for word she said. But she said, it still amazes me still amazes me. God still amazes me. Even though I know, but God still amazes me. And she texted me back and she said, when you text me and said somebody's been praying for me, I can imagine what went through her. I know what went through me. 
And she, Brother Ralph, she said, we've just been to church, been spraying my husband. She said, I've been in front of the cross here at all or whatever, praying. And said, I prayed about the whole time he was working, spraying down there. I was praying for you. And I took it back and I said, I knew somebody was. Have you ever just been down and struggling and all of a sudden something just comes through you and you hear that little voice saying, somebody's praying for you. Amen. That's what happened to me yesterday. So see, when God tells you this on one end, He's working on the other end. All right, if you have your Bibles this morning for a little bit this morning, I don't know how this is going to go. I've just been here and there and everything this week, but I kept going back to this, and then I kept going to another. But this morning, I feel like that God would have me to preach here out of the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. So I want you to look with me there when you find it. Stand with me, and we will see what God has to say. If everybody's found it, say amen. amen. All right, it said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech ye that ye walk or, or live worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity. Does anybody know what unity means? The unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Verse 4, it says, For there is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called, and one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, how many knew that? One God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in who? And in you all. But every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Heavenly Father, once again this morning, we humbly bow our heads. Father, once again, we look to you as we have many times over the many years, Lord. Once again, we call upon you this morning, Lord, to send the Holy Spirit by, Lord. Send the anointing, Lord, because without it, we're nothing. Father, I pray this morning, Lord, as We've opened and read your word, God, this morning. That you will open up our ears this morning. Open up our heart this morning to hear and understand. 
Father, we just pray this morning, God, that the Holy Spirit will come and have right away in this service. Father, I pray for everyone that sits on these pews this morning. I ask you, Lord, and knowing and believing, God, that you will do it, will pass by each one individually. And I ask, Lord, that you just reach down and speak to their hearts, Lord, and let them know that you are God and that you love them. And let us all know, Lord, that you are our only hope. By that meaning, you're our only hope of eternal life this morning. Without you this morning, we have not that promise. Father, we thank you, Lord, for those that's come this way this morning. Lord, a beautiful congregation that you brought out this way today, Lord. Father, I just pray for them. I pray, Lord, if there's one in here this morning, one in their family at home, we do pray, God, for those that are homesick on the bed of affliction today, God. We pray for our brothers, our sisters, Lord, this morning. And we pray, God, if there's one here this morning that don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray, God, that this day they will open up the door of their heart when you knock, and I know that you will, Lord, and let, him come, let you come in and be Lord of their life. Yes. Father, I just pray this morning that you will bind any evil spirit, any illness, Lord, that may try to come against us here this morning. Lord, you said that you would give us the power to rebuke them in Jesus' name. And Lord, we rebuke it all right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke these diseases. We rebuke these evil spirits, Lord that's got into people today. We rebuke them today in Jesus' name. And God's people all said amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, as I was reading this, and I'm going to slow her down here a little bit this morning. You know, sometimes we get anointed as preachers, and sometimes we know as God feeds us to us, and we try to keep up with God. But uh, this morning, we're going to try to slow down just a little bit and, and, and look at what, what, what the Bible is, is, is really, really saying here. And so Paul said, and Paul was writing here to the Christians. He was writing here to the churches. And he said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. And first of all, I want to stop right there this morning. Notice what Paul said there. As he did in a lot of his writings, he started out, saying, I am the prisoner of Christ, or I am the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul started out here in this letter to the church, and he was writing to them about the unity of the Spirit. And so he said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. And so Paul was referring to him being and belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we are saved this morning, if we are Christians this morning, then we are all, I know the word prisoner, you would think about you're bound or locked up, but what Paul is saying and using this word here as a prisoner, he was saying, I am a servant, Tony, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have given my all. I have given up my life as I once knew it. My old life, I have given it up 
and I have got a new life in Jesus Christ. And you know, when we are saved, the Bible said that old man that's in us, uh, which is Satan, you know, the old man of flesh, the old man that it refers to in the Bible uh, is a man of sin. Amen. And the Bible says, you know, that we were all born into sin. Amen. And the Bible don't just say it. Stop there and saying that we're all born into sin. Uh, the Bible said over in little John, uh, the Bible said that we all sin and come up short of the glory of God. So we're all non-perfect today. Amen. How many know that? We're non-perfect today. But just because we're not perfect doesn't mean that we're not saved today. Amen. Don't mean that we're not saved. It means that we all, as long as we're in this flesh, this flesh is, a sin, is sinful. This flesh has a sinful nature. That's why the Bible says that there is a constant battle between the flesh and the Spirit. You say, what are you talking about, Brother Ralph? Well, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm going to explain it to you. A lot of times, if we're Christians, a lot of times, uh, you know, we, uh, we know what we need to do. We know where we need to go. But sometimes this old flesh, uh, Satan will paint a pretty picture over here. Hey, man, is anybody hearing me this morning? And so the old flesh will start pulling you towards some sinful pleasure over here. That's what I call it, Cana. In other words, the old flesh, Satan, is after the flesh. So he will, he will pull one way. But if you're a Christian, you know, and we're all guilty of failing sometimes because the Spirit is pulling another way. The Spirit is saying, no, don't do it. But the flesh is saying, yes, do do it. And sometimes because we can see uh, the pleasure uh, that the flesh is looking at us through our fleshly eyes, we can see how beautiful this pleasure of seeing looks. And so it's a lot easier a lot of times uh, if we're not careful to go the way of the flesh drags us to go instead of listening to the Holy Spirit uh, telling us how to go. Amen. So when we become, when we become Christian, the Bible says, Behold, old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. The other word, the Bible's saying the old man's got to move out when the new man moves in. Amen. Amen. The old man is a sin nature, and when Jesus, you get saved, uh, it's got to move out, and the new man, which is the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, is going to move in. Now, there's not room in here for both of them. Hey, man. Right. You can't have them both in here. A lot of people think that you can. You say, well, what are you talking about, preacher? Uh, you know me. I just speak what the Bible says, uh, and I just speak what God gives me. A lot of people think uh, that they uh, are all right uh, as long as they go to church every once in a while. Uh, hey, man, uh, you can't live... Uh, like the devil uh, all week uh, 
and expect to be blessed by coming in son, uh, church on Sunday morning. Uh, amen. And hollering hallelujah. Uh, praise God. Uh, it don't work that way. Uh, the Bible says we need to make up our mind. Uh, and if we're going to serve God, uh, let's serve God. Uh, and we're going to say, Mama, or the pleasures of sin, uh, let's do that. Amen. amen. You can't have it both ways. The old saying, you know, you've heard you can't have the cake and the ice and both or whatever. I don't remember how that goes. Uh, but I do know how it goes when the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You will love the one and you'll hate the other. You know the most miserable person there is in the world? And I can say this because I once was this. Is a hypocrite. People look at me, well, what's a hypocrite? It's a pretender. It's a pretender. It's like these movie stars. They live in another world than what I live in. They live in a world of pretending, hey man. I live in the real world and the world that God has given me, hey man. And through Him, uh, hey man, I am satisfied with my Lord today. Is anybody satisfied with your Lord today? So Paul said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. I beseech you or talk to you or encourage you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. Now what Paul said, uh, he said, I am a prisoner. He was apostle. He wrote a lot of the epistles uh, and he wrote a lot of them from the prison, from the jail. Well, what was he doing in jail? for preaching the gospel, for writing about Jesus Christ, because he was evangelist, he was a, a, a prophet, I guess, he, he was an ambassador, he was a lot, and he meant a lot to the churches, uh, he began a lot of the churches, started a lot of the church, and wrote to a lot of the churches, and this is one of them here, in the book of Ephesians, so he was reminding them, Paul, listen, I'm in prison, uh, but I beseech you, or encourage you, uh, that ye walk, or that word walk, uh, translated in the Greek, means live. So we can read it like this, uh, beseech ye that ye live worthy uh, of the vocation of your calling. In other words, and God, when I, I read this first verse here this morning, and I'd go and I'd read other places, but my mind kept going back to this one verse. And I kept going back to it. And he asked the question here, or he, he made the statement here, that ye walk worthy wherewith ye are called. Are we as Christians today, are we worthy of the blessing that God blesses us with. That's what kept coming to me, Brother John. Are you worthy? And that's a question that we all need to ask ourselves this morning, Brother Paul. Am I worthy of the blessings uh, that God blesses me with? How many feels that they do enough to receive God's blessings. 
There ain't nobody in here feels that way. Well, how many of you in here this morning feels that way that you don't feel worthy of God's blessings? But how many of you is receiving God's blessings uh, even though you feel you're not worthy to them? Give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. John, I feel, I feel unworthy. Tony, I feel unworthy so many times. I don't feel that I'm worthy here within myself of being the pastor of a great congregation. I don't feel uh, that I am worthy, uh, that I have done enough uh, to receive God's blessings uh, the much as I am blessed. Uh, we're all blessed this morning. Amen. Uh, if we got out of bed, we're blessed this morning. Uh, when God touches us and heals us and He blesses us, uh, what have we done uh, to receive all these blessings? Uh, what have we done this morning uh, for the Lord uh, to receive a beautiful place of worship here this morning? Uh, what have we done to deserve this? Uh, we don't do these things. We don't deserve these. But God loves us. God loves us. And He gives us all of these blessings. And you know all He asked us? You know sometimes, sometimes I sort of feel a little angry. See, I completely ain't delivered from this temper I've got. Anybody ever noticed that? <laughs> I mean, people... But I'm working on it. You know that song says, He's still working on me. Brother Jerry, He's still working on me. Sometimes when I see something, especially in my family, and I wonder how in the world can they be that naive? And I sort of feel anger rising me a little bit. But then I remember what the Bible says don't provoke your children to anger. But if you will allow the devil, especially you preachers hearing me this morning, teachers, if you allow the devil to move into your life and allow him to control your life and allow people to control your life, then you're not going to live a very happy life. Salvation. Amen. Hey man, you can't, you can't live, you can't be happy and let Satan control your life. So Paul said, I encourage you to walk worthy of it. You know, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. To repay Jesus Christ for what He done for us. Amen. You say, oh, I bet a million dollars would pay Him. A million dollars wouldn't He touch you. You see, this is something that God offers us. He offers you and me. He offers this free a charge, the best gift 
that anybody can receive. You say, oh, uh, I, boy, I'd like to receive a million dollars. Oh, I'd like to win the lottery. Oh, I'd like to have a new car. Oh, I'd like to have a big boat. Uh, oh, I'd like to have a big new house. I would be fully satisfied if I had all these things. Uh, you could have one. You could have all of them. Uh, and if you didn't have Jesus Christ and allow Him to be the Savior of your life, uh, then you still ain't got nothing. So are we worthy this morning? Some people think that God owes them something. Do you know it? There's people that think God owes them something. Hey, God, I preach. You owe me, God. You owe me because I preach. You owe me something, God, because I pastor a church. God, you owe me something because I get out and visit the sick. God, you owe me everything, God. God don't owe you nothing, hey man. He's done giving you everything that he had. He's given you the best that he had. He gave his son that you and I might have life and have it more abundantly this morning. Sometimes we need, uh, when I think of that, you know, and a lot of people, uh, uh, a lot of people today, uh, uh, they sort of play church, they sort of play God. Uh, amen. I'm not saying you got to be to church every time the doors is open. I'm not saying that. I can't be. I'm human. I'm sick sometimes. Sometimes I got to be other places. But I thank God for people that still will carry on uh, when I can't be here, hey man. Amen. That's what you call a church. Amen. And what gets me sometimes is they say, well, if the pastor ain't going to be there, I just ain't going. Shame on you. Shame on you. You're, you're right, you're following the wrong man. Don't follow this preacher. You say, can't I believe in you, pastor? What are you saying? Let me say this. It's what the Apostle Paul said. The one who wrote Ephesians, he also wrote this in another passage. He said, in Roman, I believe it was, he said, follow, he told, he told one of the churches, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. And a lot of people say, well, Paul said, follow him. A lot of these preachers say don't do as I do. Do as I say to do. I wouldn't give a dime to hear a preacher tell. I'm not going to listen to a preacher tell me that. Well, don't do as I do. Just do as I say to do. Who they think they are. Who they think they are. But I can say this. If you see me a following Christ, uh, then it's all right. To follow me as I follow Christ. And if you will do that and follow what I preach here, because I'm not going to preach you anything but the truth. Amen. Amen. And a lot of people don't want to follow it, so they don't follow along. But there is a lot that does like it and does follow it. And when, what he's talking about, when you see me 
and you know that I'm following the Lord, it's all right when I'm preaching you the truth and you've got a Bible. If you ain't got a Bible, ain't got a book, and if you don't have one and you would like to have one and you can't afford one, you tell me and I'll buy you one. How's that? Amen. And then you can follow along. And so you say, well, how do you, how you follow along? The Bible says we'll be known by the fruit that we bear. And the people say, well, I know what the Bible says. And then they, you say something to them about, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be going to these places. And then they'll get mad at you. <laughs> they get mad at you. Well, you shouldn't be doing this. Well, it's my life. I'll live it the way I want to live it. And I've learned, I've learned this. People are going to live the way they want to live. People are going to do what they want to do. Can I hear a hey man in here? Amen. People have always been people, Brother Jerry. They always will be people. Always has been, always will be. And I told somebody the other day, I said, it ain't my job to tell people how to live. It ain't my, it ain't, it ain't my job to tell people how to live. It ain't my job to tell people what to do. It is my job to preach the Word of God and let God tell them what's right and what's wrong. Amen. Amen. You know, there's people And I've got to say this. I've just got to throw it out there. Because it's on my heart. And it's laid heavy on my heart. And I have got family. I have got family that's doing it. I'm talking about my family. Oh, they say, Lord, I can't go to church. No, I ain't going to church. I'm afraid I'll get that virus. You know what a guy told me? My family, a guy told me, he said this. He said, brother, let me tell you something. He said, some of these parents, they're watching this news and they're scaring their kids to death. They, they're not afraid to take them anywhere else. They're not afraid to take them vacation. They're not afraid to take them here and take them there. But they're telling their kids and their kids is hearing them telling them uh, that, oh, they can't go to, you can't go to church. You can't go to church. Uh, you'll get the virus if you go to church. But you can't get the virus now if you go to Walmart. <laughs> you, you can't get the virus now if you go down at the bingo hall. Why the bingo hall ain't open? Yes, it is. Some of you knows it is because you've been there. <laughs> you say, how do you know if you've been there? I don't have to go there, I know. And they're not social distancing either. They're not wearing masks either. Some of you are agreeing with me, so you must have been there. <laughs> but the truth's the truth, ain't it? And this guy said, my grandkids said, I can't get them to go to church because 
their parents is telling them they can't go to church and people are telling their kids, hey, you can't go to church, you're going to get the virus. If you go to church, but still, I reckon they're going to send them to school. Uh, they let them and take them and go everywhere else. Uh, but still, uh, you won't get the virus. Don't worry, but you'll get the virus if you go to church. Let me tell you a little story here. If you're one of these pirates, you better be a listing in here and out there. I'm talking to you out there too on Facebook radio. There's a preacher some years ago. He's evangelist. And a pastor. And he said, this little girl lived down the street. And he said, I invited her, me and my wife, and kid, invited her to go to church. And said, so her parents let her go to church with us one Sunday. And said, she heard about Jesus. Said, she's 11, 12 years old. And she had heard about Jesus. And said she came up and gave her heart to Jesus Christ. He said she was so excited. And said when she got home, oh, she was thrilled to go tell her mom and dad, I got saved. Jesus came into my heart this morning. He said she was so excited to tell her parents. So she told her parents she went to church the next Sunday, nor the next. And he seen the little girl. And he asked her where she'd been. And said she told him, said, my daddy told me that I couldn't come down out of that church anymore. And said, time went on. She grew up. She went to college, got an education. And he said, I kept in track of her. And he said, I heard she was sick in the hospital. And he said, I went down, me and my wife went down to visit her and talked to her. And he said, I asked her, said, you remember when you got saved years ago at the church? Said, yes, I remember. Said, well, how is things with you and the Lord now? She said, they're not. She said, the day that my daddy told me that I couldn't go to church, she said, that spirit that I feel left me. And she said, it's never returned to me. You see, without the drawing of the Spirit, and I don't care what nobody tells you, the Bible says you can't be saved. She said, I have never felt that same spirit. She said, I can't be saved. He said, I talked to her and said, well, let me pray with you. She said, you can pray all you want to. I've had others to pray, but I don't feel nothing. She said, I'm doomed for hell. Just because her daddy told her she couldn't go to church. I'm saying to you parents here, and I'm saying to you parents out there in the world, 
do not forbid your kids to go to church. Amen. Especially if it's a church that will abide by the social distancing. We've got parents right here in this church that's telling their children the same thing. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. If God can't protect you and God can't protect your families, uh, then who is going to protect you? I pray every time I come to the church, I pray, God, I bind evil spirit. I come over here yesterday and I turn the air down in this church. I ain't pat myself on the back. I ain't want no praises for it. I do what I do because I love you and I love Jesus. Marty, come and spread this whole place. He has every week for you. And some of you don't even know that. But you need to know it. And we're trying to make it as safe as we can for you. And thank God I hear of nobody being sick in here with a virus that is. We're all going to get sick. But just because you get sick, uh, that don't mean you got this COVID-19 virus. But if you're afraid to go to church, then you need to stay at home with your doors locked. That's your choice. It's your choice. My choice is I'm going to live. Oh, I'm going to let him. I've changed my life some. I've changed the directions in my life some. As bad as I'd like to shake hands with you, I won't shake hands with you. They say not to. I won't say that I haven't, but I have some of you before. And I've told you before, I'm like a politician. I like to talk and I like to shake hands. You ever know some politicians? The only difference in them and me, they'll lie to you and I won't. <laughs> but I came over and turned the air down. People say I'm different and I guess I am different. I had my oil with me. I carry it with me everywhere I go. Brother Larry, I come up here and I anointed this podium. I was going to be a standing behind. I anointed these seats. I anointed that door right yonder. And I anointed that outside door. You, what good did that do you? Because the Bible tells Jesus said that you've got the authority to bind these spirits. Amen. I ain't felt no evil spirit in here this morning. Have you? Amen. You know why? Because we, Jesus said we have the power to do that. Amen. Amen. I believe in prayer. Anybody believe in prayer? Well, let's wake up. Let's get the church back on track. Amen. Let's get back to living. Sure, you're going to be a different way. But just because of this virus, that don't mean we've got to sit down and dry up and die. I don't take my chances with God. What about you? I don't take my chances with God. A lot of these people say, well, I don't know about this and I don't know about that. Well, in John chapter 5, St. John's Gospel, chapter 5. It says, Search the Scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. If you're not sure where you do not, look at chapter 5 of John. If you're not sure whether you're Christian or not, he said, Search the Scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Can you testify that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? 
Can you testify this day and time that we're living in, Tony? Can we see people out here? I know you preachers out there. I know you people out there. And I'll guarantee you, you're no different than I am. We're all him. And I'll guarantee you, you hear more talking out here. If you go somewhere or another and sit down, if it's in your family or wherever it's at, you're going to hear more talking about this COVID, uh, this virus, uh, than you are about the one who can take care of it. Is that right or not? Are you hearing more about this disease, this sickness than you are Jesus? There's something wrong here with us. Too many people are playing right into the devil's hand. I know it's out there and I know it's kill people and I know it's dangerous. But I know heart attacks kill people too. I know cancers kill people. I know pneumonia kills. I ain't heard of nobody dying with pneumonia since this COVID-19 come out of you. Nope. I ain't heard of nobody dying with the flu <laughs> since you come out. We die with that, that virus. That's a virus like pneumonia, like something else. You know, it's going to come. They're going to find something can help you for it. But it's going to be like pneumonia, and I believe it's going to be around and have its season from now on, just like pneumonia, like the flu had. So we just can't sit down and quit living over it. We've got to keep on going. Amen. We've got to change some things as we go along in life. But I'm willing to do anything in order to keep God's house open and keep people coming and praising God. What about you? Amen. I am. If they say you've got to crawl in that door, I'll crawl in that door. Whatever I've got to do, whatever I've got to do, I'm willing to do it, Ricky. <laughs> so like I preached a few weeks ago, I'll be like old Zacchaeus. Whatever it takes, if I've got to climb a tree to see Jesus, I'll climb a tree to see him. Amen. Are you worthy this morning? Are you saved this morning? Tracy, will you come sing the song? Cherry, you won't help me sing one? Matt? The psalmist David said, Search me, O Lord. Search me, O Lord, and see if there's something there that I need to take care of. I know the devil lied to me, and I know he lies to you too. The devil told me, well, you're going to have to quit this. You're going to have to quit that. You can't do this and you can't do that. I'm going to tell you something. He told me that and I had pretty good life going on. A lot of pleasures I was wrapped up in. A lot of things I was doing was pleasures. And Satan told me, he said, you're going to, you, you'll have to quit them. You can't give them up. But when I gave everything to Jesus, all of them things that I love so much and pleasures of sin, all of those things, God replaced them with something a whole lot better than what they were. And that's what God will do for you. The whole song says He'll do for you what He's done for me. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, would you come this morning you want us to pray with you? I'll pray. I'll put my mask on. I'll pray with you. I will.
This altar is open for you this morning. Stand with me. A loved one knew he'd reached the end of life's journey, but he'd been holding to God's hand a long, long time. And as I knelt beside his bed, my heart was thrilled with what he said. If I go thank you for coming out. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I want you to know we love you. And you're on my heart and on my mind, every one of you, every day. I pray for you. Pray for your old pastor. I'll be back here Wednesday night, tonight and Wednesday night. And I'm going to try to make it back Sunday, next, uh, next Sunday night, but somebody will be taking care of you Sunday morning. Just come out and support them. Support your church. Support your church. Anybody need to say anything before we dismiss? <laughs>